The following program is a Creative Magic Network production. Hey guys, I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who pledged to our Patreon page. You are really helpful to the show and we are grateful for your help. Just in case you're wondering, Patreon is a simple way for you to contribute to the podcast and get super cool exclusive rewards in return. I promise you will love the perks. Our Patreon page is at frederickby.com. That's Frederick with a C, by like bye-bye.com. And click the Patreon in the header. The money is used to cover our production costs and enhancements. It is also used to cover our editing time and sharing to the different podcast channels. You can contribute for as low as $1. So go now, frederickby.com and click Patreon in the header. Until then, have a great episode. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. This is Max Ivy, and this is uh, What's Your Excuse on the Creative Magic Network with Frederick By, my friend and co-host. And I am also the author of two books, Leading You Out of the Darkness into the Light, A Blind Man's Inspirational Guide to Success. And it's not the cookie, it's the bag, an easy-to-follow guide to weight loss success. And I don't want to mess around today because we have an amazing guest. Her name is Mara Sweeney, and I will let my good friend Fred tell you all about her. Hello, everybody. Hey, I am so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Max. Thank you so much. And today we're going to have a very, very interesting, I think, passionate conversation. People, have you ever, I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered what, what makes me happy? What makes you happy? How to get there? Why are you, you know, so many people are depressed, you know, uh, either you know, very depressed or mildly depressed, you know, depending on on on, on your on yourself, depending on your mind, your you know, your life. And today we have somebody who's just an uplifting lady, and she's one of our hosts here at the Creative Magic Network. I'm proud to say that. We're gonna talk to Maura Sweeney. That's right, the ambassador of happiness herself. And you can find her at moraforyou.com. Mora four number four and you the letter U dot com. How are you today, Mora? Frederick, I am doing great, and I want to thank you so much um, for having me on, Maxwell. I'm thrilled to be on a show called "What's Your Excuse." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you like the title, and uh, I I'm, I'm hoping that eventually it will get to the point where at the end of the show people. Who will be asking themselves what what is their excuse, and they will actually be doing something about it. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear those stories from people who have listened to you and have gone out that that same day and done something. That's what I want to hear. Just in case people are th- worried about or wondering what they should put in the comments section. Uh, but I love that you agree that you agreed to do my show. Um, you know, you are very successful, famous. You're all over the place. You were just recently invited to be part of a of a major national or international conference where you're going to be one of the top speakers. So to have you on my show is a real blessing. Uh, and I also want to let people know I did this out of selfish reasons because 
Earlier this year, me and you did a call on uh, Alex Okorji's on uh, World Summit for creative people, and I had just the best time. I came away from it uh, just energized, charged up, and the technology didn't work that day. I had a bad echo in my head. I was having to talk like people talking in front of a green screen. But with you and Alex, it was just an amazing conversation. And I felt like, you know, this is a woman who actually lives her message. And so I don't mind people knowing. I had you on here because I wanted to talk to you again. I'm so, <laughs> I hope that's okay with you. Are you kidding? I am thrilled. And Maxwell, even though you said that, right, we all, it was a blab format that we were working on. And technically, it obviously had its glitches. But I felt equally inspired having met you. I'm thinking, wow, talk about, you know, going over boundaries and not finding an excuse to stay behind, but always using every maybe supposed barrier in life as an opportunity to overcome it. I feel like my entire life has been drawn to those kinds of people and those kinds of ideas that rather than getting so bound up by life circumstances and feeling like we can't to instead find ways to overcome them. And I was so inspired by you. So, you know, this is wonderful. I'm so thrilled that we get a chance to speak. And I said to my husband the other day, Jimmy, this is too funny. I said, I feel like everything I do today is a cover job for what I really love. And that is getting to connect with like-minded people whose hearts and minds are so expansive and that literally kind of take in the world around them and almost, um, cover them or envelop them in good feelings and overcoming thoughts and thoughts of hope and peace and good anticipation and goodwill. And you very much embody that in your life, in your, in your, in everything you do. So I would say this is a mutual show for both of us. What's your excuse? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was, I went to church on Sunday with some people who I met because they came to my door and, uh, I'm, I'm not thinking converting just in case anybody's worried, but they're such great people. They're such, uh, you know, it's hard not to like these people if you talk to them. And that's one of the things I, I do is I don't approach people based on what I think about them. I listen to what they have to say and what kind of people they are. Well, one of the people I was with said, you know, Max, I think you were born with a fearless soul. And I was like, well, that's better than telling people I'm not smart enough to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know why? Because one of them is based on love and the other one is based on fear. And if you think about our world with all the potential issues or troubles we we encounter in life, we always come down to two thoughts. Either we feel like a victim, which is a fear mentality, right? Or we can operate as beneficiaries, which is all love, which is really an all-encompassing feeling that says there really are no barriers. And I think that's that is a great tribute to you, but also the fact that you are visually impaired and you're saying that you go by what what were, what were the words you use? Something like what people say or what their spirits are like. What was the word you just used to describe I how said, you? I, I said what they what they say or uh, or uh, what they. You know, I can't remember, and I'm going to have to listen to the audio because I'm going to have to write that down and use it in the future. But. I don't come to people with those preconceived notions as to who they are or where they came from. I listen to what they have to say and try to get an idea of what they're, what, who they are. And, 
you know, um, I think this, you know, this lady who has become a good friend of mine after, over, over three years uh, is a good example because how many people when the Mormons or the Jehovah's Witnesses or whoever knock at their door, go run and hide and turn the lights off? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how many people do that? Me, I feel like everybody is, a, you know, deserves the opportunity for me to get to know them. Who knows? They could be a giant. I have no way of knowing until I talk to them. And that is a very expansive heart because what you're doing is you're seeing beyond labels. In, in fact, I have to tell you, I was on um, a recent podcast with you were on the same podcast. It was the blind, the blind something podcast. And the topic <laughs> I, I spoke on, and in fact, I recommended you as a featured speaker. They already, they already had you on. But I was talking about seeing with our eyes closed. In this world, we are taught to fear people who are not exactly as we are, which basically comes down to everybody, fear everyone. But what you're describing and what I try to convey in everything I write about do my podcasts on, my books, my public speaking, is that we might be able to see in one another our similarities, the things that unite us rather than divide us. And if we are willing to go past all of these reasons to fear other people, we can connect with others on such a an awesome level. And And I would call it, it's almost like a love level because we see what unites us rather than divides us. And we uplift ourselves because what we're doing is we're expanding our world by reaching out to others and allowing others' hearts to reach out to us. And so the fact that maybe you are not so orthodox in the way you respond to people and neither am I, we're helping others see things in new ways and really in the process help to change humanity's role in the way in which humanity operates or fails to operate together. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I I mean, that's just one of those, uh, what you just said is, has so many great points in it that I'm going to have to listen to that one again too. Um, I was on Sunday on 60 minutes, they had a psychologist who's been doing research in, Trying to understand, trying to understand all of the police shootings, and I'm not going to get into the politics of the issue, but he said that in their research, they find that if they can train a police officer or a first responder to look at the hands before they look at the face, there's a 40 percent less likely chance that they will have a negative opinion of the person, and that's one of the things they really need to train. Uh, officers with in the future is to look at the hands before they look at the face. Interesting. And I thought just listening to what you just had to say that that, you know, really just, just, uh, you know, proves what they've learned in a lab is what people like me and you have, we are, we are blessed enough to know uh, on a deeper spiritual level. It's something we know. We don't exactly know why we know it, but we know it kind of thing. Wow. Well, you know, I have to say, Say something further. Now, this is a curiosity about me. I will always remember people's spirits. And by that, what I mean is this, how I feel when I'm in their company, what good qualities they convey, what kindness they have, what life stories they have. But ask me to remember what somebody looks like or what somebody's name is. I can't do it. I literally remember people by their heart and by their essence. And if we can get to that place 
we would have a much more unified, peaceful society and a lot less aggression because there would be a lot less fear. We would see one another through their heart space rather than through all the social norms that that um, various societies set up. You know, here in our country, it's a big thing with race. But I've traveled, I don't know, around the world, I mean, to certain places more than others, but let's say 60 countries. And what surprised me over the course of time, Max, is that this whole idea of teaching others not to trust the other doesn't necessarily have to be a racial black-white thing. Sometimes it's economic. Sometimes it's cultural. Sometimes it's religious. In fact, one of the things that shocked me, it almost made me laugh, I couldn't understand it, was traveling over to Ireland. Now, Ireland used to be Ireland, then it became Northern Ireland and Ireland. You can't tell the difference looking at people whether they're Northern Irish or Irish. The Northern Irish considering themselves as being um, the Protestants and regular Ireland, the Catholics. These are people, they look exactly the same. And yet they are taught because one's Catholic and they're Irish and the other ones are Northern Ireland and they are considered Protestants and Brits. They don't talk. And I'm thinking these are the kinds of things that people in societies teach one another. And it's nonsense, really. It's the very things that's always going to create the next skirmish, the next fear, the next riot, the next murder. And it's for naught. I always wonder who is it that's gaining by all of this? So whether it's here and it's about the race things, I think if we could all, as you said, somebody rings your doorbell, you want to listen to them, listen to their heart, find something that you can connect with them because not only are you learning from them and are they conveying to you, but then you are opening a door for them to receive something that has to do with you. And you can in turn actually lift one another up and help broaden each other in terms of heart space, mental space, and I, I you could call it spiritual space, but it's that sense of the humanity and the unity that we can all find in humanity if we were to just open up the old barriers that we used to be contained in. Let me ask you this, Maura. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, because we, we, we talked before we had an interview before we talked for like an hour and a half and had a great <laughs> conversation. Um, what was, what would, would you say in your life would have been the biggest challenge in, you know, that you had to face? Like, You know, something, a spiritual challenge, you know what I mean? And, or, well, maybe all challenges are spiritual to a degree. But, mm. um, yeah, what would you say something that you had to overcome and what lesson did you learn from it? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of so many things. Um, I, I won't get to tell you this because this show is called What's Your Excuse? When I was very young, I think I didn't see any limitations. And that may very well be the case with all of us when we first come into this world. But our our family life, our local culture, maybe some things that happen personally daunt us. I can tell you that growing up, I felt like I grew up in the house of I can't. Like if there were a name on the door, it would be called <laughs> I can't. And I could remember hearing a lot of complaints at home. And by the way, this is not to say anything about my specific family because we all have these kinds of things. But I remember being very observant and watching people in my household complain 
But always, there was always an excuse. Oh, we can't do that. In other words, if they didn't like something, they would never change. So I was very much brought up in that environment. You can't. We can't. There was a lot of fear and a lot of restriction and limitation. I would say what I had to do is I had to undo my training so that even though I was brought up in a certain environment with a certain repetitive mindset that was based on fear, that was based on great limitation. In my case, I wanted to go out. I wanted to make new friends, but my mother really was afraid of going out of the house and she was very kind of closed. So I had a lot of undoing. And I would say my greatest thing that I had to overcome in life was to know that I could take control of my own thought life, my own heart space, my own sense of being in a way that defined me as I wanted to be defined and known and lived, even though the way in which I was patterned under was different. So that that's something that applies to everybody. And I'll give you this example. You know, what's your excuse? I'm growing up in a family that says, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do that. And I remember, and a lot of it was fear-based. So therefore, if we heard something bad on the news, um, it meant we could never do that because somebody might have died that way and therefore we could too. And I remember saying, you know what? I'd rather live knowing I lived fully than trying to save my life because I'm worried about all these potential calamities or dangers that could come upon me. So I would say that my biggest thing to overcome was to regain control and ownership of my thought life and hold it as my own rather than borrowing or staying underneath the mindsets of anyone or anything else that seemed to be above me. Does that make any sense? I know I'm speaking in very general terms, but I remember that so clearly. I remember thinking, wow, there's so much fear as to why we can't do anything. I thought, what's the sense of living on earth if we have to be afraid of everything? And I remember thinking, as long as I'm here, I might as well live. I'd hate to leave this earth knowing I didn't live. So that meant that if there was something in front of me that I wanted to do, I would have to find a way to make it happen. And I think that's that comes right down to taking control of your thoughts, taking control of your own choosing. You know, we all have that, that ability to choose within ourselves and then to constantly um, reinforce that thought and move forward in it. And that's the way we grow, not in terms of age, not in terms of education, but we grow in character. And we grow in our own being and our own soul. And that would be my big thing in life. I think that when I look at where I came from and all that I was brought up under, I think that I have so far exceeded those thoughts and I have made my life greater. And I would say the same is true with uh, with Maxwell. Right, Max? I mean, you could have had every reason to have an excuse to say, oh, I can't go here because I'm losing my eyesight or I'm, I'm too heavy. I can't move. And yet you'd find ways to get around what appear to be life difficulties or daunting thoughts and even physicalities. And that's been me, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was I was reading I was I was on your website last night wanting to read some wanting to read a bit about you before I talk to you, because uh, knowing you is. 
even knowing you and knowing that you you know would have would would have a lot to share anyway i wanted to, to learn a little bit more about you before i had you on the show and i was reading the part about how you uh were pretty much expected to go to law school and become a lawyer but in your at the end of your first year or second year you decided that wasn't for you and you withdrew from law school and I just wanted to read this one passage, and it's hard for me to do this because, you know, I do everything with speech. Mm-hmm. But I want to read just to make sure I get it right because it's an important thing. All right. We're just going to remind people our show, though, right before right before continuing. We're here with mm-hmm. okay, go Laura ahead. Sweeney. She's the ambassador of happiness. Yes, she's a Huffington Post blogger. She's an international speaker, and she's also the author of a series called the Art of Happiness. Yes, you can get it at Amazon.com or .ca or wherever country you are. And uh, also, you can go to her website. It's Mora4U.com. Mora, then the number four, and the letter U.com. And yes, Max, uh, just con- continue on. I think it's an important topic you're, you're saying, you're talking about. Okay, I just want to make sure I get this right, okay? It also freed me up to see where life would take me if I was open to new opportunities, new possibilities. And this meant I would go along my own uncharted path and make unexpected discoveries about myself. And this resonated, this just grabbed me by the neck because this is me and you. And this is what I want people to get out of this show is that there's a freedom that can come from finally deciding to do what it is that makes you happy. And I want you to talk about that, please. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I did reference when I was very young, I felt so free, so happy. My heart always used to feel like it could fly in the clouds. Seriously, that, that was where I lived. But I was very much brought up inside a box. Now, everybody has their own box. Uh, there's nothing wrong with boxes. It's They're sort of inevitable in this world. And my box actually sounded very good. I was supposed to grow up to become a lawyer in the New Jersey, New York metro area, just like my grandfather was. Well, it was wonderful for my grandfather. He was very successful, prominent attorney, but it was what he always wanted to do. It was not my choice. So what happened is that here I was trying to do everything that was expected of me. But if I were the free spirit who wanted to live in a warm climate rather than up in the New Jersey area, who was a um, more of a creative person, more, more outside the box, the idea of living in a northern environment, in a, a career that spoke nothing for my personality or even for my passions. Um, I wanted to advocate for everyone, not just one client. I didn't want to live, even though I love reading, I didn't want to live in a law library. So what happened, Max, is that I had spent the first 23 years of my life pretty much doing as I was told. And each step I took along that process was almost draining the the true life out of me. If you want to refer to the life force, that inner sense of self, that that true life force, um, maybe it's where we came from originally before we hit planet Earth, our soul source, 
I felt like I was the walking dead. And I thought, oh my gosh, can I do this for 40 years, staying in a career that doesn't speak for me? And I knew I couldn't. It took everything out of me, Max, to to say to my family, this is not my calling. And the thing was, I was paying for my um, for my law school education. And I felt like I was disappointing everyone around me that put their full expectations in me and a certain identity they had in mind for me. But I want to go back and say something further that maybe will speak to someone else who's listening today. Again, back at my very early years, I knew this. I was the oldest or the eldest. I had a younger brother um, and then later on had another one. And I somehow knew within me that I was to be a pioneer. Not that I was to be. I was a pioneer. Now, that didn't mean I was going to be riding out west in the back of a, um, you know, a covered wagon. But I knew there was something in my spirit that made me a pioneer. And to be a pioneer, it means really to set out and to pursue a course that maybe others hadn't previously pursued. To find a way where no no definitive way was already there. Do you follow? If I want to think back in, into like reading my old uh, history books, they had some early pioneers and they would come out and they would take their machetes and they would literally pave a path where there was none. But the whole idea was they had something within them that they wanted to discover and find and forge into with the intention of not only finding it for themselves, but also paving a path to to make it easier for other people. And I remember thinking, you know, my brother will probably want to follow after me. Now, my I have two brothers. They still live in the very town that they grew up in. One lives in the house he grew up in. And me, I not only went to school up in Boston, I moved to Florida, I've traveled to 60 countries. Everything in me is always expansive, expansive, expansive. And so I, it was so hard for me. I can't even tell you. I felt like the weight of the world was on me because of trying to live under other people's expectations. But I realized, Max, it was like walking in death. And I thought, if I'm here, I need to find life. I need to know every morning when I get up, there's something to get up for, that there's a hope within me that's rising, that there's an energy that I can connect with. And I'll tell you, it's not like I even knew where I was going. All I knew is that I was going to follow <laughs> something internally. And that's how I continue Amen. to live. And, you know, look, look at the three of us on this phone call. We we would not be here unless all three of us were answering to an internal call to something within us that said, I'm looking for more in life. I'm looking for the thing that does make me happy. I'm looking for a connection with something that feels like I'm energized, like my I can throw my passions into, that I can explore, that I can develop. And that's what I'm all about. And it's not just for me personally, but it's as if I really do see and envision a better world. And I remember always waiting, is somebody else going to go through that door and establish a better world? And nobody ever did. So I thought, all right, I'm just going to go myself. I'll write, I'll share, I'll speak. And now I'm speaking internationally. And it's all that same idea of who are you from within? What are those things you love? What is your heart desire? What on the inside of you makes you feel the sunshine of life? What puts a smile on your face? What energizes you? Find those things and then 
connect with ways that you can further explore and work yourself in them. And when we do that, we are literally recreating the world in which we grew up. And we're bringing it out on another level that to me would be far brighter, happier, more expansive, safer, and saner. Uh, you know, you mentioned finding those things in you that make you happy, that make you want to get up in the morning. I like to say the thing that would keep you up at keep you up at night, trying to think of one more thing you can do to make it come come to reality for you. And that's how I felt when I started my first website. Is sometimes I worked fourteen or sixteen hours because I just couldn't bring myself to stop. You know, it's it was that much different from what I had been for three years. I had been working with my uncle's carnival. I did not like him, did not like being there. And it showed in everything I did, except for when I was off the midway working on my website. And then when I finally convinced my family to let me work on it full time, it was me and the dog 14 hours a day. So uh, I could agree with you more. People have to find that and then they have to find a way to, to make it work within their existing life. But, uh, with my own particular journey, it was starting my own website. Uh, it gave me a glimpse into the possibilities of, of all the things I was capable of that I didn't realize I was capable of before I started the website. And I often think that that's something that gets in people's ways is they have a great idea. They have a passion. They have a goal. They can see something that makes them happy, but they get bogged down in all of the details they, they, uh, they will talk themselves out of it because of all the things they don't know or can't do right this minute. Absolutely. Do you realize we are talking about the very same thing from two different vantage points, but we're saying the same thing. What I keyed on it in was that you were saying you hated where you were working. Well, that was me. I felt like I could barely get myself to go to law school because it was such, it was so heavy for me. It was everything that was not me. And yet I knew there was a bigger me longing to get out. Here's the thing with all of us, Max, when we're on this thing of what's your excuse, there's every reason not to go forward. Why? Because we don't know what our new person is. We don't know exactly where we want to go. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But when you said that you were working on your website for 14 hours a day, guess what? That's how I feel doing what I do. I didn't, I wish I could have said at the beginning, I knew what my name was going to be more for you, that there were going to be podcasts I'd be doing and that I'd be speaking in different places so that I knew exactly what it looked like. We don't know what exactly what it looks like, but as we continue to play and to experiment and to work with, it's almost like clay. We might start out with the tiniest little piece of clay, but the more we work with it, the more the clay grows, the more it takes shape, the more it crystallizes, the more we interact with the world around us and it starts to take shape and it becomes something that it wasn't at the beginning. That is our creative, uh, that's our internal creativity working. And um, what you are sharing is exactly what I do. People probably think, um, I don't know what they think about me, but I may work seven days a week. <laughs> I may be lying in bed. I'm Thinking, I have a notebook by me. I'm writing things down. I'm getting ideas. Somebody may say something to me. I'll say, stop right there. I need to put you on my phone. I need to record this because I just got an inspiration for my next podcast or whatever. We have to allow ourselves that sense of creativity and the freedom to move forward and to literally create out of what's not there. 
Can I give you a quote that I have from my own? Um, it was my my blog and podcast that just released yesterday. It was about following our essence to happiness. And I use the word essence as a word. It says essence is described as the quality or qualities of a thing that give it identity. Maxwell, when you were working in that business and you said you hated it, the reason why you hated it is because the nature of that business and what it was calling out of you did not speak for your internal identity. Essence relates to something spiritual rather than tangible, and it can be compared to one's unique aroma or scent. And it says the ancient roots of the word find their meaning in the Latin word essay, meaning to be. So instead of trying to do everything the world already says, do it this way, do it that way, to find our essence is literally to find our state of being that is um, that fragrance. It's like the individual signature. It's that aroma of someone that we said at the beginning, it's not what they look like. It's not the box in which they live, but it's that sense of who they really are from the heart. And that's, if we could connect with that thing, it's like literally connecting with our um, I would call our internal smile, our soul. And when we work it out, our excuses go away. The more we work on it, the less fear we have, the more we connect with ourselves, the more we step into our bigger selves, the freer we become, and the more we share that very sense with others around us so that they too can feel free to be themselves and to walk out and to explore their own sense of self. And we live in an opposite world. We live in a world that is defined by limitations. And your show here, what's your excuse, is really saying, are you going to live by limitations? Are you going to let the world dictate to you and your own excuses? Or are you going to really find that essence of who you are, the things that make you happy because you're being who you really are in this world, and just go for it? All right, once and again, you and I keep with, doing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> once again, we're here, with, we're here with Maura Sweeney. She's an off-post blogger and international speaker, the author of Art of Happiness series. She's also a host at, at the Creative Magic Network. You can find her at moraforyou.com. That's the number four and the letter u.com. And right before continuing this conversation, folks, you have a passion. You know, something that fuels your curiosity. Well, on top of getting fascinating interviews such as this one straight to your inbox, when you subscribe to our FRWE free creative magic community you will get super cool exclusive gifts in return such as the ebook happiness quotes by the ambassador of happiness herself the person we're talking to now Maura sweeney and also you're going to get an exclusive conversation with two of my favorite people the nigerian sensation alex okoroji and the blind blogger the the host of this very show <laughs> max ivy as we talk about the influence of friends and college education on our lives, the competitiveness in a crowded field, and the importance of business and financial education in arts and entrepreneurship, and more. And also, Alex has a special gift for you inside. I promise you will get inspired and entertained. Subscribe for free at frederickby.com. That's Frederick with a C, buy like bye bye.com. All right, Mara. Okay. Hey, Mara. Uh, you know, one of the things that I like to make sure I cover on this show, okay, is that 
a lot of people, they look at me and you and Fred and Alex and many of the people in our circle and they think, you know, uh, y'all are great. You're killing it. You're, uh, you're living the lives that you want to live, but they seem to just assume that we all, uh, emerged from the womb, fully developed, uh, that we, we knew where we were going and we knew exactly how to do all of this stuff. And, you know, I like to remind people that when I, when I first started, I had a, I had a domain name for five months before I had a website because I didn't know what a website was or how I would have one. So, I was wondering if you could just share some of the, the mis- maybe a couple of the mistakes that you made or a couple of things that you had to learn in order to, to do what you do now. It'll show people that it's, uh, you know, we're not perfect. We uh, don't have a special gene that makes us able to do this stuff. We just suffer through our mistakes. We learn from them and we get better. Great question. And, you know, one thing I, I should probably mention is that you're describing me as if I'm this gigantic personality. Um, this is what listeners are not aware of. I, right now, I'm 58 years old. I started doing what I'm doing after I was in my 50s, maybe 50 years old. So I want you to imagine someone who left law school, went into business in the telecom industry. I raised a child. I homeschooled her. I helped my husband through work. Our daughter went to college and I thought, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Now, imagine a woman who is in her 50s and she decides she wants to be an influential voice on a global level. And she wants to somehow do it through writing, through speaking. And yet she has really little to no idea of how to do it. Can you imagine the outrageous thought that that sounds like. You think, well, anybody who wants to go into the media should have done it when she was 22, right? Or she she would need contacts or she'd need some kind of a pedigree. That process that I had to go through was starting from scratch, but I I figured, okay, I'm an old lady when I'm doing it, but I didn't (laughs) allow the fears to stop me. In fact, people need to realize this, Max, just like you said, we do have to trip and fall our way through things. That's how we learn. Most of the time, we're afraid to go after our dreams or to to go beyond ourselves because we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of looking foolish. We're afraid of losing friends or peer groups that may make fun of us. And I did have people that stepped away from me. Somebody said to me, I wasn't yet ready for prime time. I shouldn't be writing. (laughs) Um, I had a lot of that and not to mention my own mental baggage. I had so many mindsets that I was under. I remember thinking 30 years old was really old. And here I was in my fifties. So for everyone, you know, what it is that you had in your heart or have in your heart that really would so express who you are that would give you such great delight. There will never be anybody other than you personally that can make that choice to say, you know what? My happiness and my sense of my own life is too important for me to leave this earth and not touch upon and not experience while I'm here. And I'm willing to go through some of these, let's say, roads of humiliation to get to my high place of love and joy and fullness of expression. And 
all of us are so much alike in that regard. It would be really easy to say, you know, I want to be the next doctor who cures cancer, or I want to be the person that's going to create free energy for the whole world. But all of us need to start somewhere. If you look at anybody in time, and by the way, it could mean that you just want to be the best grandparent you've ever been because maybe you had a poor upbringing yourself and you want to be a great grandparent. Sometimes you just have to be willing to overcome your own mental baggage, your own training, the demons inside your head that say you can't. And the only way you can is by making a decision, sticking to it and stepping one foot in front of another. And if something doesn't work, guess what? You get up and you say to yourself, this path didn't work. I'm going to try another path, but I know where I'm going. I may not know exactly how I'm going to get there, but I know I'm going to that destination. So does that sort of address what you're saying, Maxwell? Yeah, I think it does. Um, I I like to, and you know, you mentioned that uh, people are, have the fear of failure, the fear of embarrassment, fear of losing friends. Uh, I like to remind people that life ain't the Olympics. They don't award style points and you should stop trying to receive them. You know, that's a good point. When you say style points, because it may be an ugly path to get there, right? It may be ugly, but you know, so what that's, you know what, there's something to be said for the, even the ugly path, because that process is what undoes all of our sense of limitation. It undoes, when I say undoes in our head, um, all of the excuses we've given ourselves. That process is very necessary for us to regain that sense of self, to strengthen our inner beings, to say, you know what? I'm not going to be somebody that's going to be easily daunted. I'm going to use every challenge I have as not as um, a reason or an excuse to keep me back, but I'm going to use it as a catalyst and a stepping stone toward growth. And I know in my case, like where I am today, sometimes I'm thinking this, I feel so, can you tell even on my phone conversation with you guys, I feel so happy to be talking to you. If I didn't step out and did did what I'm doing today, I would have never met you both. I wouldn't have connected with you. And yet my whole life, I wanted to connect with people like you because you're like me. And as we get together, we end up creating our own network of thought and connections that just bring other people up to that very same place that say, you know what? There's more to me than meets the eye. There's more than more to me than what I was told. And I'm willing to step out and find out and be that thing and be happier. Yeah. And uh, I find that the the Internet is a is a great place for connecting with with some of these people because you aren't restricted to just your neighborhood or community and without the internet i wouldn't have met people like you and alex and frederick and who knows i I told somebody a while back in a blog post that if i if i if i started to thank even the the people who made you know real big contributions to what i've done over the last two years it would be worse than any academy award speech ever given (laughs) the humor in that too because a lot of times we take ourselves entirely too seriously it's like god forbid we should make a mistake but yet you have to practice your way to perfection and um i think that that think about that there's a lot of levity that comes into life when we don't take ourselves so seriously when we're not always too timid too afraid um you know too afraid to say i'm just like you yeah 
I don't know everything, but I want to find my way there. And here's another thing. Somebody had to be out there to create the Internet. Somebody today has to be out there pursuing the latest boundaries so that the rest of us can start occupying those places. It takes all of us to step up our own game and create a better network, a better world, better ways of doing things. And if we have to stumble our way to get there and really free ourselves in the process of a lot of our fears and a lot of that mental baggage or the divisions or the whatever it may be, we have in that very process created ourselves at another level. Okay, I want to give you one of my quotes because it's something I try to remind myself of. My dad used to say that a one-man band doesn't play too loudly for too long. And I think a lot of times, <laughs> I think a lot of times, uh, people online or even uh, people in other businesses that are seen seem to be successful, people think that we're doing it all by ourselves. When in many cases, there are large staffs of people behind the scenes, and it's just that some people choose to let people know they have help, and some people choose to hide their help. I was just wondering if you could mention some of the people that are part of your team or your family or your tribe that have allowed you to do what you're doing. Oh boy. Well, first of all, I would say everyone that I interact with every day becomes a piece and a parcel of the elements that get added into my blogs or whatever. I could point to, I don't know how many people that have contributed sound bites to my podcast, their happiness sound bites, what it is that makes them happy, what it is that they do. They help me do the very thing I want, which is to share with others the the idea that yes you can you don't have to be limited but the number one person i really should give credit to is my husband he is a combination of manager cheerleader editor of what i do um he's a great um i would say not a producer you know when you have somebody that is in your court that knows what you want to accomplish and will always tell you the truth. My husband has so many skills I don't have. He is so much more organized than I. He's the one that has made it possible for me to travel and to speak overseas. I always say I couldn't get out of the garage without him because I have no (laughs) sense of direction. And yet it's like with working with people who have skills that are complementary to ours but are different from ours are the very things that help us expand and grow to where we want to go. And um, that is, you know, I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Maxwell, because sometimes people think they have to do it all their own or on their own. And my whole thing is, no, I love to be able to point to people's abilities. Oh, and I'm going to give you one other person who I just love my friend Diane Cuts. She is my producer for my podcasts and she's also the voiceover for my podcasts. And um, she is, she's got just the right voice. She's got just the right tenor. And I just love her. And so even, I don't want, I, how could I say this? I wish I had more ways to invite people into what I do, uh, except that I tend to be the writer of what I do. And, uh, but there are so many other people that have welcomed me in to speak with their groups and have introduced me to others that I've learned from. But I'm going to say my husband, Jim Sweeney, and my producer and friend, uh, Diane Cutts. Is that good enough for now? Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, but the one thing I wanted, to, I wanted to make sure I highlighted for the listeners is she said other people with other skills. And it's yes. just this whole thing, people that 
not only do you not have to do it all, most people can't do it all. And if you think that me or Mara or Frederick is doing it all, then you're not paying real close attention because I wouldn't even be doing this show without Frederick. I've, I've made it very clear over the last year leading up to this that I would only do a show as the co-host because I don't have the energy or the space left in my life to do this all by myself or even to try to do it all by myself. Um, so I'm really glad you made that point. And, and yeah, I, I'm very happy that you have uh, your husband and that he has uh, made it possible for you to do some of the things that you had in your heart. So thank you for, for sharing that. And that's uh, a great example of what I was trying to get to with the question. And, and now I'm going to let Frederick ask a couple questions because I've kind of been uh, hogging this time. Well, you know what? It's time to wrap this up. I was going to say. It's time to wrap this up. <laughs> I can see. I can see. We've gone through our time. I'm sorry. Well, I noticed the same thing, Frederick. I'm looking at my clock here. We've, we've gone through the time so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Mara, uh, thank you so much for being here. Where can we find you? Where can we buy your books? And where are we going to speak next? And what's up with you? <laughs> well, the easiest place to find me is my website, my name, Mora, M as in Mary, A-U-R-A, followed by the number four, the letter U.com, Mora, for you.com, because I'm always for you. My husband gave me that name. He said, Mora, you're an advocate for everybody. And that's why I write. So go there. That's the easiest way to find me. For people who enjoy listening, they can look up Mora Sweeney, Living Happy Inside Out, which would be my podcast's on iTunes and Stitcher, and even on your radio network. Thank you so much. Here's another person that I could attribute so much of uh, my help and success to with Frederic. And uh, my books are available on Amazon, but pretty much anything that anybody wants to find or connect with me, they could find me through my website. But also for those who love um, Huffington Post, go and find Maura Sweeney on Huffington Post. Fan me, like me, follow me there. And um, what else? What would else do you ask me? Where else am I speaking? Yeah. Yes. Oh, goodness. Um, that's where I've been. I just made arrangements uh, to go speak in the Netherlands in January. I will be at The Hague. I'll be speaking next month in New York City. Then I go back to New York City in November to speak again. I'll be in New Delhi, India for the Women's um, Women Economic Forum. It's a global event. Uh, and that's in May of 2017. And that's the biggest women's, I think the biggest women's forum in the world. And I'll be speaking on um, new thought in leadership, sustainable leadership. How can we be leaders who see other people just like ourselves rather than trying to look down at people and the old model of you're lower than I am and who's going to kick one another off. And um, that's well, I guess, and I know I have several other things on the docket. I'm speaking locally as well. I'll be speaking at University of South Florida. You know what? This is where you have to really ask my husband, Frederick, or because uh, <laughs> he really works my schedule out. So, but anyway, moreforyou.com, best place to find me. And I would love for anybody to write for me. I'd love to hear from you. And if there's anybody else who wants to even contribute a happiness soundbite, to my podcast series, write to me and I will send them the formula and then I'll send uh, their responses on to my, um, to my, uh, producer, Diane Cuts, and they may end up hearing themselves and their story about what makes them happy from the inside out too on one of my future podcasts. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you. So thank you so much, Mara. I, I 
Really appreciate it. And as you said, the time did go by so quickly. And if it were just me and Frederick, we could probably talk for another hour or so. But, you know, with your schedule, uh, you have to stick to the clock. So I, I, uh, I hope that my schedule someday soon is I have to actually have somebody watch it like you do. Uh, <laughs> right now, I write it down the text document. So I'm kind of I'm kind of low tech old school for now. But I'm um, I guess that's another one of those things I'm going to have to face my fear and figure out how to use one of the online calendars or Google calendars or something. So but I, I am really, truly blessed that you joined us uh, and. I hope that we get to uh, we get to see each other in person or uh, per- speak at the same event or something very soon. Oh, I would love that, and I want to thank you so much, Maxwell, for inviting me onto your show, Frederic. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you guys. You have no idea, even though the three of us have never met in person. I feel like I have two brothers. So thank you, and I'll look forward to hearing this when it goes live. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you. you. You're you're amazing. Have All a right. great bye day. Bye. Bye bye. All right, Max. So, how was it, man? How did you like it? Uh, it's 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 tough when you interview somebody that you feel like is your friend or family member, somebody you feel like you've known forever. So, yeah. um, but you know, she Mara is exactly that kind of person that we all should strive to be i mean she's living her life based on what makes her happy what will uh, bring her joy she's following her passion she's following her curiosity and she's sharing it with the world so i mean uh what else is there to say that she didn't say it's kind of hard to have some real comments at this point you know i mean well you know for me um one thing that I took out, took away from it, you know, at the end, she's talking about speaking at New Delhi and Netherlands and stuff like that. So I think it's something that I, I, I would like to explore in the near future. You know, I think I can do it. I think you can do it, too. I think you're a great speaker. And I think we have a message. You know what I mean? Uh, what about what about we arrange something together? <laughs> what about I think that's a great you? idea. I mean, you're. The only problem is you're in Canada. I'm in Houston. So it doesn't matter if we meet in. I don't know. In New York, it's New York. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to be in New York in December. Let's plan something. <laughs> well, this December, I'm not sure though. That's a little amb- that's a little that's a little ambitious even for people like us. But who knows? You you know what I you know what I you know this is something that I have told you before. I've told our our fellow compatriot Max. I've told several people. I honestly don't believe anything matters until you say it out loud. Now, this is September 20-something, and I'm going to be in New York December 20-something. That's literally less than three months away. And, you know, I I understand the trains run from Canada and all, so, you know, it would be difficult. But here's the thing. If you set something up, I'm more than willing to get on a train and come to Canada. I'll get me a passport or a visa or whatever I have (laughs) have to have to come up there, so... Let's not say that it can't happen. I mean, let's follow our own advice. What's your excuse? You know, what's your excuse? I mean, uh, you know, having only three months sounds like it's impossible, but, you know, uh, you know what what I would would see? You know what I would see? I would see you, I, you, Vanessa, I, you know, if we could get them. I know she's she's in Benin, but, (laughs) you know, 
but I think they're all great. You're all great speakers. I think we 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 might do something. It, it'd be it'd be you know I, I keep that as a mental note for sure. It's in it's in yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Put it out there in the world that we want to do it. At some point, we want to do either a live or an online event where we all get to speak. So yeah. we'll add that to our book of 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 things that we want to see happen and yeah. see where it goes and. Uh, to, you know, this is September of 16. We'll look back at it in September of 17 and see if we made it happen or not. There you so, go. But there you go. The, the, the big thing is first, if you can say it to yourself or even better, if you can say it out loud, like when Mara said she wanted to be an international author and speaker and help be a pioneer to teach people about a whole new way of living in the world, you know, it, to say that in her own head when she when she started out a few years ago, that's the kind of thing that you know I think is the beginning. You have to be willing. You have to have the courage to say it, preferably say it out loud. So uh, while we may not do it this year, I think we need to do it, and I think we will do it. It is a matter of when, where, and how. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, guys, this podcast is uh, FRWE free every time you download it on iTunes or Stitcher. So please go over there, subscribe. It is listener supported. Tell a friend, leave a review, five star preferably. <laughs> it helps a brother out. And also, we would like to thank those who pledge to our Patreon page. You are really helpful to the show and we are grateful for your help. In case you're wondering, Patreon is a simple way for you to contribute to the network every single month and get super cool exclusive rewards in return, including a 30 minute, 30 minute coaching session with max ivy yours truly i promise you will love the perks and uh on the page uh, you can go to frederickby.com that's frederick with a c buy like bye click be a patreon the header the money is used to cover our production costs and editing time and also you can contribute for as low as one little tiny dollar it's really really easy and simple guys and max you have a couple of books don't you in the creative magic store right yes um the you know i am known as the blind blogger and on the creative in the creative magic store you can find both of my books leading you out of the darkness into the light a blind man's inspirational guide to success and it's not the cookie it's the bag an inspirational guide to success uh my website is theblindblogger.net frederick is right you know we do have other great shows here on the network And if you will subscribe to the free email list, you will not only get uh, the email newsletters from Frederick with uh, lots of great content in them, you will also get the updates on all the other amazing hosts and shows and the guests that are going to appear on those shows on the network by signing up. So please go over to frederickby.com. And also, I hope you will visit theblindblogger.net or follow me at Maxwell Ivy on Twitter. And uh, Frederick, it's been another great show. I want to thank you again for, for giving me the opportunity to be on the network and to have a show because without you, I wouldn't be able to do this. And I always want to make sure that you know how grateful I am for that. So oh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. And uh, to the listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in again for for giving us this time in your busy day and i hope that we have i hope we have inspired and motivated you and after hearing mara i want you to really ask yourself what's my excuse and i would love to hear in the comments section something you did after hearing our program 
some small step you took when you decided that you wanted to find a solution rather than making excuses. And don't forget, live with purpose, passion, and love. Bye-bye.